The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Hello, everyone, again. I'm greeting you from the Insight Retreat Center here in Redwood in, in Santa Cruz County. Right now, I don't think it's raining. There was uh, in the major entryway, highway to Santa Cruz, was this entry into Santa Cruz side of it was blocked with big landslides yesterday. It's kind of dramatic at times here in this area. Actually, lots of landslides. But we've been safe here at IRC and comfortable and um, it's nice to be here. And nice to bring all of you on YouTube to get a little taste of the retreat center here. You don't see much of it now, but maybe at the end of it, I can, we can zoom out and show you the more of the meditation room. So this week, the series is on the Dharma of Challenges. And, uh, it's following last week, uh, where I, um, you know, the, the week was on the question, and the, and the topic was, what is the Dharma? And I offered five different meanings of the word Dharma. And um, and so I'm building on that. And now, how each different meaning of the Dharma can be an approach to how to work with, practice with uh, challenges we have. And this is still laying down a foundation, so it's not getting into details um, but the foundation of a series now as we go along here on uh, working with challenges and the different ways of working with it. And I'm kind of a little bit, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to unfold over the weeks, but I'm a little bit hoping that it's a bit of a journey into a kind of a deeper, deeper connection to oneself around this topic of the challenges we have of being human beings. And um, so... Um, um, one of the meanings that I talked last week about what Dharma is, is Dharma as action. And there is a, a places in the ancient texts where the Buddha is called a teacher of action, a kamavadin, or in his teaching is a, a teaching of action, of action uh, kamavada. And um, kind of related to the word Theravada, with the same Vada at the end. And um, so a teaching of action, and there's one way of understanding the Dharma and even understanding uh, insight practice, that um, it's a uh, practice of action. It's a acting, there's a doing we do that uh, involves insight practice meditation and it's, sometimes it's useful to emphasize that it is an action, it's a doing, uh, because um, otherwise sometimes we don't recognize we are doing something. And sometimes we have language in this tradition of not doing anything, uh, just allowing and just being. And um, But there's a way in which that also is a doing. Um, if we stop doing, we do a lot of, we're busy in the mind and very active, and we choose to stop it all, and be still, there's a way that's also a doing. Um, it's a doing of stopping. And then when we do that, we don't stop our life. Life continues, 
And there's all this vitality. So if you're sitting in meditation upright, um, then there's action involved in being present for that posture, present here for this. Uh, if some people will practice, you know, non-doing, just radical kind of letting go of all the normal doings of the mind and the body, just be still. But there's still the doing of of being aware of that, and being there's a doing of action, uh, the action of of awareness that maybe we're not doing, but it's being done. It's action happening, something happening. And the reason why I would like to emphasize uh, action in relationship to challenges is that uh, when we're challenged by life in, in simple ways and deep, deep ways, that uh, the challenge part of it, something inside of us has, has uh, uh, sprung to action. We've been activated in some way. Uh, maybe we find ourselves thinking a lot about it and trying to figure out the problem solve. Perhaps we're uh, physically activated in some way. We want to run away or we want to attack something because we're really something is wrong or we want to shut down. Um, I kind of, uh, sometimes my kind of default of uh, when I'm challenged is the ostrich approach to challenge, kind of like sticking my head in the, in the sand and, and kind of like, pretending it's not there. Some people's default is to attack, you know, get angry and blame. Some people it's to run away and shut down, all kinds of things. And those are all actions. And some people, the common thing is to spin out and thought and and, uh, projections and fantasies and ideas, what if, or what could have been, or what did. And all these are kind of actions. And, um, and, uh, so we're already doing something, and it turns out when we're really challenged, uh, it's often it's very good for the heart and the mind and their whole psyche um, to feel like we have some agency, that we can do something and we can act. And one of the challenge, big challenges, you know, challenge is squared, or the challenge on top of challenge, is when we feel it's too much and we feel like giving up, it's hopeless. And the feeling of hopelessness is one of the great or helplessness is really one of the great, um, maybe the greatest challenge in, within challenges, feeling giving up or feeling there's no no opportunity to do anything. And uh, in, in the Dharma, there's always something we can do. And, uh, and maybe we can't do something to fix this challenge, but we can find where we have some agency. What can we do here? What, what can we, how can we act? And I remember many years ago, I talked to a woman. She was going in for major surgery, and she's had a lot of had a lot of surgeries. And uh, one more time, and uh, I taught her to do loving kindness meditation. And uh, after the surgery, she told me, "Gil, that was so helpful because in the past, I felt once I'm on a, a gurney and they're laying there waiting to go into surgery, waiting in the hallway or wherever she's waiting." Um, I feel helpless. So like my life is in the hands of someone else and I just can't do anything. But uh, now I, I felt empowered. I felt like, I, well, there's some, something I can do. I can do loving kindness. And she felt so engaged and so um, um, empowered or she had her agency back at this crucial moments in her life of going into surgery. 
So you could, you know, define what we can do in a situation and learn we don't have to be helpless. Um, even, uh, you know, uh, when it's time for people to die, that, uh, that does not necessarily a time to give up. There's a time to let go in a healthy way, which is also an action. And it, if we learn the value of letting go, then, um, it's an action which is invited. We appreciate doing it. We see the value of, okay, now I can let go of so many concerns and so many things. And now there's an opportunity to do something else here, not to be kind of snowed under or covered over with, um, with the helplessness and hopelessness, even though the person might be dying. You know, that's kind of a challenge or a crisis for some people. But uh, if it's happening anyway, then a Dharma practitioner finds what action can I engage here that meets this nicely. And so one of the actions that we do in mindfulness practice, meditation, for example, is the choice to stop, to not do. So in our physical body, we choose not to move the body too much within reason, you know. Maybe you have to move it if it's uncomfortable, but to be still for a period of time. We might uh, have a choice to uh, um, uh, still some of the thinking mind. That uh, there are some of the things we think about that we realize, you know, I've done this a lot. I don't need to do this anymore. And so there's a healthy, appropriate way to say, I stop. I'm not doing this. That is an engagement of our agency, uh, of our choice of what we can do. And there are things we can't have choice about stopping. And we have to learn to practice with that. And so for uh, someone who's doing mindfulness meditation, one of the doings, one of the actions we use is to meet it with attention, meet it with investigation, meet it with curiosity, to be present here. And um, and that's something we do. That some, I think sometimes people undervalue the action of showing up for our experience. Okay, here I am with it. That's taking agency. That's how you have something to do. We're not helpless when we bring attention to something. The, um, and uh, sometimes what we can do is, um, is be present for the experience of challenge, but learn how to be present for it in a useful way. And one of the ways is to realize when we're challenged, the, the more challenged we are, probably that's a it's a way of saying, and sometimes the challenge is we see it out there. Maybe it's like an object that's objectified somehow. But I propose that the, the, the bigger the challenge is, the more we're activated with our thinking mind or emotional minds or fear or anxiety or concerns. And, uh, and that activation uh, is something to bring attention to. But to bring attention to it uh, in a careful way, to explore and discover where am I activated? What's alive? What's activated here? And where does it feel most right to bring the attention? Where does it feel most within it? Where, where, where within this, how I feel is most grounding, most centering? Where and how I'm feeling now, which I'm feeling so agitated, so unstable. Is there some place where it feels pleasant? 
So it's enjoyable to have the attention in it. So I remember yesterday uh, when we had some trouble with the um, technology and making it work, uh, I sat down and I was a little bit, you know, more activated, more energized, uh, uh, spinning a little bit than I usually am when I sit down to do the YouTube. And um, and so as I sat there, uh, I I brought my attention to the the way I was energized, a little bit agitated. And where it was most pleasant was in my arms. There was a flow of energy there of, um, of, you know, usually my arms, I don't feel that strongly when I meditate the upper arms, but now there was a flow of energy there that was part of the activation, but it actually felt kind of nice, that flow and liveness and tingling there in the upper arm. And so I wanted to be present for how I was, and but I wanted to also be present for it in a way where I wasn't going to spin out more in the thoughts and the ideas and the concerns, but to, uh, but to be present for in a way that, um, entered into it in a way that allows for a deeper connection or, or subtleness or, or having a calmness in the middle of the storm. And so finding that place where it was pleasant or, or that's sometimes too high, too high a bar to find, but to find where it is um, uh, feels a rightness to it, uh, uh, and I love this idea of where is the rightness? What feels right? And it feels like the given how challenging it is and what's going on, given it, where is that feels like the right place to be present, be centered, or be attentive to it? And um, and that I find to it's just to ask that question that gives us is beginning to. Uh, um, take on agency. I can do this. I can do something. So the Dharma has action. The Buddha was a teaching teacher of action, and we're learning how to act, to engage, to do in a way that is freeing, that brings peace, that brings uh, a sense of well-being, and and that path to that. Uh, uh, goes through, can go through, uh, learning to feel confident in our capacity for agency. Even if we can't solve the challenge, we don't have to give up our finding a way to be present and alive in a way that we feel like we can do something and we don't have to feel helpless. So uh, it might be interesting for today as uh, you go through this, that um, you explore this for yourself that you know if you feel challenged by things first uh, look and see uh recognize if you're, you've been activated and you are already acting you're already engaged so it might be like um you know this is hopeless and helpless and i'm a disaster that's an action that's a doing so see when you're challenged what you're already doing and find one of two things or both. What you can do instead that gives you a healthy agency to do something appropriate here. And the second is um, to be more present for how you feel challenged, but to feel where does it feel most right? What aspect of your psychophysical experience maybe even is kind of pleasant in the middle of this very unpleasant event that's going on? 
Or where does it most calming to connect to it? And uh, maybe as an exercise today, you don't want to choose the most difficult challenges of the day, but maybe there's some small challenges that would be interesting to explore this with. And um, so thank you. And um, I'm a little bit aware also that, yes, last week was a foundation for this week and what's coming. But in fact, the last week of the year of 2022, where I talked about right effort, is also maybe a very important foundation for what's coming, the prequel for it. If you didn't listen to it, you might want to go back. So here I am at IRC. So thank you all for being here. And I thought I would take a couple of minutes here uh, just to introduce you to our wonderful retreat center we have. Um, and I don't know, can you um, uh, zoom out? Can we see the whole meditation hall? And I think, uh, oh, I see. It takes a, I don't know, there's a delay uh, between going from our computer to Zoom to YouTube. It's longer than the delay when I go directly to YouTube from IMC. And um, so I don't know if you can look out the windows, but we have wonderful redwood trees just outside. And now uh, we have this wonderful hall. We're on the second floor of the building. And uh, when we moved into this building, bought the building, and it was unfinished. It was an unconstructed kind of unfinished space up here. And we walked into the space up here. We all felt this is the place for the meditation hall. It was something like a, it, had a, it had a presence here that, that, ah, this is it. And now it's it. Now it's our meditation hall. And we have a few people here who live here and have been involved with IRC for a long time. I wonder if any of you would like to come and introduce yourself to the YouTube community, um, partly because uh, you're very important for this wider IMC community. You're part of what supports it all and keeps it all going, supports me. And anybody, I know it's asking you kind of out of the blue, but anybody would like to come and say hello? Yes, Liz will say hello. Liz uh, Powell is a managing director of our retreat center and um, a longtime practitioner and being trained not to be a teacher. That's what she was here for, for was a teacher training. Good morning, everyone. I'm really happy to be here at IRC with uh, some of the many, many volunteers that help uh, make IRC happen. Uh, there are people who reside here who take care of the building and all of the retreats and all of the people who come here to volunteer. And then there are just hundreds of people who volunteer from the far. And some of them are here too, who make sure that we have good volunteers and um, I'm sitting here, make sure that we have online retreats that happen or webcasts that happen in our retreats. So just wanted to acknowledge all those people and say that volunteering here is a really great joy. So thank you. Any other
Michelle Sterling has been a resident volunteer here before uh, when we first start, opened up, and she's recently returned to do another round. Thanks. Hi, everybody. That's a pretty good introduction. I can't think of anything more to add. I'm really glad to be here. I just moved in two days ago. I'll be in the kitchen probably a lot, and uh, I love being in there. Great. Oh, you want to come? Fantastic. Introduction. Hmm? Where's my introduction? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So here's Kristen May, and uh, she's been here now for about nine months, and a wonderful member of our community who's been working hard at uh, the admin side of it all and the housekeeping side of it all, and and um, every time I come down here, I smile when I see you. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who couldn't hear me as I was walking up, I was asking for my introduction. <laughs> um, yeah, I am thankful to be here. Uh, the first time I walked into this retreat center almost a year ago, it was February of 2022. The walls ooze of compassion. And um, that's something that's definitely very, very present. And I continue to feel that during my time here. So I um, hope you all have a great afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you are. Thank you. Hi everyone, um, I'm Jen Lee, and I've been here for almost three years and throughout the pandemic. Um, I was away for three months for a retreat um, and just came back for a month and just filled with gratitude for this place to exist. And um, it brings me a lot of joy to think of you all, um, the circle of IRC communities, Browder and all over the world. Um, Yeah, so much, so much love. Thank you. It can be dangerous. So, thank you. And uh, thank you, Jan uh, Lee and Kristen and Michelle and the others of you here helping. And some people live here, some people come here to volunteer and help. And, and some people come here to practice, and some people come here to teach, and all kinds of things that go on here. And uh, it's been wonderful, and wonderful to share this with you. And and um, someday, maybe some of you will come here and practice with us. Thank you. Thank you.